Unless it's funny, something funny, but you know. <laughs> All right, this is the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. First week of October. Got loaded with MMA. Uh, Ed Carbajal, as always, here with Matthew Hawkins. Uh, brought to you by allaccessmma.com. Please check out your MMA news over at allaccessmma.com. Matt, we, we've uh, we had so many guests, we didn't really get to catch up on anything. So I'm just muting my phone here, and we can catch up and give our hot takes on all the <laughs> news that we uh, missed out on. Yeah, no, it's nice to make it till October. Uh, My favorite me, month. Yeah, yeah, your your birthday month. The temperature starts to drop a little bit for me. It starts to get terrible for you. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, the world is almost back to normal. Uh, almost. I mean, at least in Texas and Florida. So yeah, no, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm traveling to an event this weekend, and uh, and uh, you might be heading out of town in the next couple weeks. It sounds like to get yeah. away a little bit. So. That's good, but yeah, um, no, we've had a nice string of guests, uh, had some people help us line some stuff up, which has been awesome, and uh, I figure, like you said, we'll just kind of use this this week to catch up on some of the stuff that we've, uh, we haven't have been able to talk about. I guess the, the biggest yeah, news... I think ahead. it was, uh, I mean, the last time when we had, I mean, we, had, we actually had, just before UFC 253, one of the guests we had was Brandon Royval. And, um, you know, he was on that, that UFC 253 card. So, um, you know, maybe we should talk about that because uh, he obviously impressed a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, the UFC 253 card was a uh, was was huge. Um, fights turned out to be great. Uh, again, I wish we would have talked about this a little sooner. But, uh, yeah, Royville really uh, – kind of stole the well it's hard to say that with the way the main event got to but uh as far as you know it's just amazing uh while on the show here he talked about kind of when i asked him about old fighters that he kind of like yeah. to, um, you know uh set himself up to be like uh, miguel torres and uh i mean i gotta admit when i when i started watching that <laughs> fight it was it was like watching a miguel torres clone uh for a lot of the movements yeah the look the body type uh, i mean you don't, you don't have the sweet mullet but uh <laughs> but, hey, uh, <laughs> he could always grow that in, you know. He's, yeah, he's no, good that's, hair. <laughs> that's that's an accessory that could be added. So, uh, yeah, no, I mean, Roy, he looked amazing. Um, finishing with a guillotine choke, second round round of of the three round fight, finished off Kai Kara France. Um, now he's stepping in to fight Brandon Moreno. Uh, coming up here. I mean, the boy's doing it right, man. Yeah, I mean, you 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 talk about jumping in and uh, and. I mean, I, I know he had a name in LFA and, and a lot of the guys, James Lynch, a lot of the, the bigger media guys really up on him um, prior to him showing up in the UFC. But I can't think of many UFC fighters that just jumped in and basically it's it's like three top, what, seven, eight guys in the world that are, are going to be his first three bouts. He's 2-0 yeah. and o against the first two, uh, against Elliott and, um, yeah, I mean, and now France. When you impress the way that he did, I mean – you know, he even got dropped and just uh, shook it off and continued fighting, turned it into a move. I mean, you got to love it. I mean, that's you and I were both watching that uh, on our respective coasts, and I was tweeting. You know, I always live tweet during most of the events, and I was just like, man, this guy talked about how he looked up to Miguel Torres, and like you said, that that moment right there, and then the way he strung together the submission attempts before he actually hit one, I was just like, man, this kid is no joke. When when he was on here, we we talked to him about how uh, he kind of get he, his mind kind of gets in a flow state. I guess most fighters do when they're fighting, but I mean to do it like that when you're in trouble and just kind of like not even acknowledge the, the shot and keep going. That was uh, that's 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 why he's getting booked the way he's getting booked. Yeah, and and it, it makes the fights exciting when you have a guy who even when I mean even in his first fight he he was. He was down. He was getting beat up a little bit, and he and he rallied for the submission. In this one, like you said, he he basically got dropped, and as he was falling to the floor through a back spinning elbow, um, and and nearly knocked out uh, France. So, I mean, when you have somebody who even when they're kind of down in a fight, even though in this fight it was only a matter of seconds, they're able to, um, really, you know, continue to entertain and continue to find ways out and and uh and create like that is is impressive so i mean i i love it man i think him and moreno is a fight that uh 
I mean, that's a tremendous fight. It, it essentially, you know, without pulling up all the rankings, uh, it's basically a number one contender fight. I know we had Cody Garbrandt drop out of the uh, title fight. So uh, uh, was Alex Perez is stepping into the title fight who was, he was initially scheduled to fight Moreno. Now Royville steps in. Um, I mean, essentially hey. making that, like I said, a number one <laughs> contender fight. Dude, we, we, we talked to him. His first fight could essentially be his first big fight with a big crowd could be a world title fight um, going for a four and record in the UFC. I mean, Hey, I mean, if anything, if anything, I mean, we, we talked about a lot of, on this, on this podcast before. And um, you know, especially when you, when you look at that particular match right there, like, the matchmaking with pandemics is it's it's proving to be a lot of opportunity for up and coming fighters. I mean, I know some someone's probably going to beat me to the article that I've been meaning to write, um, just because we're still in it, we're still in the whole COVID nineteen situation. But um, you know, when it starts, uh, when things start come getting back to somewhat normal, which it looks like, I mean, I know we're going to get to that towards the end. You know, you're finally getting to travel to an event again, so and maybe that's not too far off. But you know, like. Once that's when we get someone back to normal, we got to look back and see at all the stars and and opportunities that have come out of all these fights and during this whole horrible year. Yeah, I mean, the way I look at it is we're in that. I'm not sure the exact. I think it's November 21st, maybe the 15th. I can't remember the exact date scheduled for the Royval Moreno fight. I think it's the 21st. If I now that I think about it, so realistically, that would be his third fight in a real mm-hmm. short amount of period um Figueredo, if he were to win or lose you figure the next title fight's probably not going to be for a minimum of four months you, you think Royval even they might if they if the Royval's the choice if he wins again you would think UFC might even want to give him a little time to to yeah to, to kind of game plan and, and give him a real a full camp for a world title fight and and to hype it up because he at that point if he wins his next fight he's going to be the talk of the town um, yeah i mean i'm i'm not a fan of the quick turnovers i mean depending on the fighter and stuff but you know like uh, i forget what card there were so many events since we uh since the last time we got to recap some stuff but you know sajara eubanks fought like within three weeks time and i i i normally pick her to win but i already knew she was she lost by decision but i i already knew she was gonna lose because i was like that's too much you know especially somebody that's uh you know that goes yeah. the full distance like her you know you yeah do it and it's it's it can wear on the body yeah um, no it, it can um you would know better than me as as somebody who who is a full-on martial arts uh not a competitor but you, you train full-on it so you know the beating it takes just to do what you do um i got knee I, bar I, two days in a row last week so so i'm walking funny <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was two weeks ago. I'm still walking funny from it, but yeah. Did somebody come into the gym, or did did one of your old no, that, it, get you? Yeah, no, it's just somebody that's getting better. A young one of these young cats that used to fight. Uh, shout out to Jay Fergurski. Um, he, uh, you know, uh, as an older, old head jujitsu guy, I, uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm not as versed in the leg lock game as these young cats are, and and it's starting to become apparent. So he, ba- bastard, got me. Uh, and gi and nogi <laughs> two days in a row i was like son of a bitch and the, it was my fault though that i i didn't tap fast enough because i was kind of like looking at it i was like examining it i'm like hmm how do i get out of this meanwhile he wants to get his tap so he's cranking away oh. and i was like oh wait let me tap because I, I felt my leg start to bend the other way and i was like all right this is not good yeah so. knee bars are a rough thing but oh um, yeah but you know, getting back to the what I was saying basically is, you figure if we for four or five months away from a title fight, um, there's a good chance. Here, here's here's the way I look at it: we see events starting to open up. Now, most mm-hmm. of them, the one I'm going to is social distance event. Um, I, I know Texas is starting to allow fans in. We know the UFC. We know the minute they can put. 25 or 20,000 people in any arena in the world, even if it's 20,000 mm-hmm. in an 80,000 seat <clears throat> Cowboy Stadium. Uh, yeah. The UFC, I feel like, is not going to let that money go to waste, especially when you got Connor sitting on the sidelines. So there's a good chance, uh, you know, and we talked about it with Royville that his first fight could be could be huge and could be yeah. a, quite a uh, not a culture shock, but a, you know, just uh, a shock to, to step it in. And he admitted that the, a live crowd like that would be wild for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's something that he said he didn't really uh, think about. I mean, you know, hopefully it doesn't throw him off because I know he kind of hinted that it it might make him nervous and might not. But 
Paul's got actually a really good question that kind of ties into our quick turnover conversation. Um, he says he heard Bisping say that Chimeyev needs to choose between the two weights with all the recent double champs and whatnot. Do you agree with Bisping that Chimeyev should focus on one weight? I feel like it would make it. I don't know. I feel no. like yeah, no. No, not not coming from Bisbing. I mean, keep in mind, Bisbing fought at 205 and fought at 185. Yeah. So he was fighting in two weight classes. Now, given he wasn't bouncing back totally, but he was a name product who came in through the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, I think Chemayev is doing exactly what he should do. Uh, there's, I can't think of another 2-0 fighter that most people probably, most mm-hmm. casual fans couldn't point out of a lineup, really, that is making the, the name that he is for himself. Yeah. Uh, I think that you fight uh, in the UFC nowadays, especially as we've talked about during the COVID stuff, there's no mm-hmm. guarantees. Why, why, why pit yourself into a corner if he can compete at both weight classes? Now, obviously he's probably much better at the smaller one, just because his strength and his, if he's able to get any weight class, you get frame, smaller. Yeah. exactly. You're going to be better at, but um, with the middle weights and, and the, the stuff going on, you never know why, why, you know, I, he's calling out Asanya and all these guys. Why not do it? If, if, yeah, uh, if I mean, you're, you're, He's there to build a career too, so yeah, it's cool to call out everybody. But I mean, as far as I don't know if I'm as uh, keen on him doing the two weight classes as a um, he he wants to be, only because so he fought three times. Uh, I believe the two two of those three are were at one eighty five. Three three times, you're right. Yeah, because he he did one eighty five, one seventy, one eighty five again, if I'm not mistaken, Um, and. the 185 fights are obviously, I mean, like like he beat um, uh, Mearshart, who uh, I think was ranked somewhere, right? I got, I'd have to look back at the rankings of of where Mearshart was, but it's like okay, if you beat someone that's ranked at least in the top 20 or something like that, then then don't you take that person's place? And if you're if you're in that if you're ranked there, then I, mean, I know fighters are ranked in double weight classes all the time, but I just feel like you're new to the UFC. You climb that fast. I mean, if you're trying to be, if you're trying to take that path, uh, the quick path like Adesanya took, then I, I don't, I don't. If you're supposed to be this unbeatable world beater, I wouldn't mind them working their way up to that fight. But I mean, uh, I know we're going to talk about the main event at UFC 253, so I should all save the rest of my conversation, my chime of comment for when we get there. But yeah, uh, yeah, I don't last, know. I, I, I like him at 185 more than 170. Yeah, I mean the sample size for me is is still fairly small, but uh, mm. I don't I don't want him bouncing back and forth per se once he gets established. But at this point right now, like you said, with the matchmaking we're getting, mm. why why say hey I won't fight at that weight class? Fights can pop up anytime. We've said it before; they're prize fighters. Um, he might as well get the money and the and if he can, you know, collect these bonuses and everything. I don't see any reason to uh, right now establish himself so early if the ufc can book him at any fights they want if the ufc only wants to offer him walter weight fights or middleweight fights they can do that but if yeah. the ufc says hey you want to fight leon edwards you know tomorrow and then you want to fight adesanya in a month and a half and they're offering it to him i think he'd be stupid to say no um especially he seems uber confident so i don't i don't think in his mind he loses anyway um that'll be obviously We'll have to wait and see how that unfolds, but no, I mean, I think it's early. I don't, I don't know why Bisbing would necessarily chime in on that. In the long run, I think it'll be healthier for him to establish a weight class. Um, but as he's got far a podcast. as he's got to chime in, yeah, no, I, I, I get it, but <laughs> he's um, a media guy, <laughs> you know, yeah. So I, I just, it's not. I don't, I don't think it's that big of a deal. So that answers, uh, you know, my opinion and your opinion on Paul's question. Uh, but getting back to UFC 253, the co-main event that night, Jan Blakovich, uh, we all, all three of us, me, you, and uh, James Lynch, all picked Dominic Reyes. And uh, boy, were we wrong, man. Uh, Jan, Polish yeah. power. Uh, holy crap, man. I, I talk about a run. I, I, you know, there was there was a couple years back where, you know, there's some of the local guys around here I knew, but we're talking about maybe fighting him in in Poland and stuff kind of when he was just in KSW. And, and now, uh, now, now, you know, to come into the UFC, not have great success now to be on a tremendous run and to, to be a world champion is, uh, man, I, I, I didn't see it coming. I would have laughed if somebody would have told me that a couple years ago. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, like, and that's what keeps coming up now when you, uh, when you see news about him I and mean, they keep talking about how, 
how bet way back when you know he wasn't someone you would even consider to come into title contention let alone be the champion and you know it just goes to show you man i mean that's that's why that is why this sport is as good as it is because of the unpredictability i mean literally anything can happen anything can happen i mean we talk about bisping again i mean I'm, on his way out of his career he became champion and defended the title a couple of times you know what i mean with one eye and a bad knee so it's like you know it's it's really it really is a great sport i mean uh I'd, I'd be lying. I know sometimes we 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 complain and shit about a, you know the oh you know there's UFC every weekend. But I mean, if there was two weeks with no fights going on, I mean uh, we we had that for a little while and and we were going a little mad already. So so yeah man, yeah yeah no I mean I think it's great. I think I think the cool part about it is that we all know you know jo- Jones has stepped aside for now. Um, Jones was a different cat though. And so was Cormier. You're talking about two of the guys who are basically two of the best MMA fighters of all time. Other fighters. Um, I think a lot of the other fighters, um, a guy like rumble. I mean, it's no real disrespect, but I feel like when his fights with Cormier, the fight was almost already decided before the bell rang. Like, I feel like there was a mental block you had to get through if you were trying to get through John Jones or Cormier. So with, with Blokovic uh, now being the champion, I feel like it kind of uh, invigorates the rest of the 205 class because now you're now your target isn't this unsurmountable yeah. of, a, of a champion. Um, and, and maybe he'll go on a huge run. Maybe he'll defend the belt 10 times. I don't know. But realistically, if you're the if you're the if you're uh, Rockich or you're uh, Anthony Smith or you're some mm-hmm. of these guys now who who have, you know, Rockage is on a run and roll, but some of the other guys who are a little ups and downs, they're like, Hey, I'm two fights away and I can fight a guy. I think I can beat now. You know, yeah. it was, it was, it was a lot of lip service. I felt like with Jones, it was more like, let's just get a payday and, and hope for a hail Mary. I think a lot of these guys, I don't know. Game plan. I, I mean, the, uh, well, those last two, uh, the last two defenses on Jones, we, I mean, I think you even said that you thought that Ray has won that fight too. A lot of folks were, were on that page, but, uh, and, uh, now, now they're looking at, uh, I think uh, when when Blachowicz won, he called out Jones, but now we see this Israel Adesanya John Jones nonsense back and forth, yeah. which we'll probably may or may not ever see. Who knows? Yeah, and and I don't. You mean some of the Santos, the the Reyes? I mean, I thought they both beat Jones. Um, I didn't rewatch the fights a million times. I was at the Santos fight, um, and obviously I watched the Reyes fight on TV the first time. But um, I I thought both of them beat Jones. Now I'm not saying that these guys, some of these guys, didn't think that they could beat Jones, but I just feel like it's a whole different world. Um, the, the promotion, the everything from the paydays to mm-hmm. negotiating, everything's going to be a little bit easier. I think now with Jan, and you're going to have a lot of guys now who, who are all of a sudden in the mix. <laughs> the so, doping, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. Paul again says he'd like to see Santos with both knees versus Jan. Um, I mean, I, I feel like that that's a fight that's probably, uh, coming around the pike. Now, uh, yeah. Jan did, uh, Jan was knocked out by Santos, uh, not all that long ago. Um, yeah. So that's when they could sell. Yeah. So that was a little over about a year and a half ago. Uh, Santos knocked him out in the third round. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's fights to be made. Santos has to come back and, and win probably one more big fight to earn that. But, uh, other than that, man, I, you know, that I, I was impressed by Jan. I was glad he won. I said it on the show before the fights, I didn't think he would win, but I was pulling for him. Uh, he pulled it out. Um, now, other than uh, Joanna, we have our second uh, Polish champion mm-hmm. in the UFC. And uh, I mean, I think it's good for him, especially. Uh, I, I think it's great. I think it's great for the UFC. I think it's great for Jan. Main event that night, a uh, grudge match that uh, people have been waiting for about a year for. Israel Adesanya, Paula Costa. Uh, we all unanimously picked Israel. We thought it would be a good fight. Uh, some chin checking turned out to not be the case. Uh, Costa really kind of went in there, uh, didn't let anything go, uh, you know, showed his chin, tried to kind of be a little, I have no idea what his game plan was, but it was aggravating. I I hate it when guys try to be funny or, 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 you know, whatever they try to do. I mean, the, the time for head games is over when that bell rings, you know, you got to fight. And, and, and I know, uh, Dana White even said, you know, he was wrong about it being fight of the year, but it wound up being, that's a quote from Dana White. He's wrong about being fight of the year, but he wound up being uh, domination of the year. And whew, yeah. yeah, I mean, I I don't know if it was dominant, but yeah, I get the point that he's trying to make. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with Jake there. You know, I, 
he looked like a joke. It looked like he, I, it's like you said, the head games shit, you know, he pulled, if you're going to pull out a belt and try to act like you're some superior BJJ guy. And, which is fine. That's fine. Which is fine. <laughs> but I, it, anything it, before but, the bell rings is fine. <laughs> you know, but I feel like the minute he does that, you know, damn well, he's not going to try to take him down. I mean, it's like, it's like almost like a reverse psychology that these guys try to act or something. I mean, I, I, if, if Costa really considers himself to be a black belt, and if you really think you're going up against a white belt, you, I mean, you have to have pretty low fight IQ to not try to take the guy down. Right. I mean, I, I just, that's my world. I just don't know what his plan was. He, it literally seemed like he tried nothing outside of making some faces and joking around. And you don't want to do that with a guy that's already so, so many that's cerebrally uh, someone that inserts himself into every scenario. You know, he's like a chess player that, that, that picks all the moves before the bell first bell rings. You don't want to, it's, you you don't, you don't turn stupid at that time. You you don't play those games. The head games are over, especially when you fight a guy like that. Um, The only person that I think would, uh, See, like, even if we talk about the, the I mean, they, they keep talking about this um, dream match between John Jones and Adesanya. If that were to happen, I guarantee you we'd get all the fireworks, whatever press conference, you know, the whole rigmarole before the the fight starts. But when it starts, you're not going to see if, if anybody. I actually don't think because if you look at the way, if you look at the way Adesanya fought Anderson Silva that first round, he there was no joking around really. Uh, he did one 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 quick thing where he waved him on or whatever. But after that, because Adesanya, you know, that's a, a guy that he looked up to, but he also took him seriously. And I, I think once they they can do damage to each other and they take each other serious, we're going to see a real fight. But uh, you know, I mean, if that fight ever happens, which I don't think it will. Yeah, I mean, it seems weird to me. I, I don't know. It's clown world if some if Jones is going to go up to heavyweight and now he wants to fight a middleweight. And I, I don't know. I, I don't get it. I, I I don't know why Jones isn't out there calling out Stipe. Wouldn't that be the Wouldn't that be the natural thing you were going to do if you were going to go to heavyweight? It yeah, be I mean, call out Stipe I don't know. Out, you know. That yeah. night, that night, you know, he tweeted a lot, and, and there was a lot of articles written of it. But one of the things that I didn't see that I caught was that he 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 actually said uh y'all mind if would you guys mind if I went and got my belt back when uh, Blockowitz called him out and I know Dana White said that wouldn't be that would be a fight he wouldn't mind booking um but it's like you know then why did you give up the belt so that to, to you know that's a little annoying but I guess it would make for a good fight but I mean I don't know man I mean maybe maybe John Jones is on the shelf and and all the other fights we can make seem like a lot more fun you can't have Jones and Adesanya going yeah. at it. Jones talking about going up to heavyweight and then all of a sudden just sign yeah. Jones versus Jan. Like that's not. That's, yeah. He that, just walked there. Yeah. 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 Like that, yeah. that's a letdown beyond belief at this point. If we don't get Jones and Ngannou or Jones Stipe, um, mm-hmm. then, then the UFC again has dropped the ball on a, on a heavyweight match. But I mean, this brings back to what we were talking about with Kamzat. I wouldn't mind Adesanya Kamzat. And because it's, you know, if it's COVID-19 fight, you know, matchmaking year, uh, go ahead and throw that together. If, if, if you have to get uh, Adesanya in, in the cage one more time before the end of this year. But I doubt, I mean, I doubt yeah, that. I, I don't want to see that fight booked yet. I, I it, To me, that fight unfolds if you do Adesanya versus Derek Brunson, just to throw out a name. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden Brunson comes up sick or injured a week ahead of time. And uh, Chimaev says, "Hey, I'll step in." That's that's the way that fight gets made to me. I don't I don't want to see it booked this early. It's too early. He hasn't beaten any ranked competitors. Um, he looks amazing, but um, yeah, I agree with Jake. He, to me, he needs two or three more wins if we're going to be credible. Now, again, we're during the COVID thing. Anything could happen, and it also yeah. depends on who they match him up with next. If he fights Leon Edwards next and starches Leon Edwards, then I don't care if they want to bring back GSP for him. Like let's <laughs> let's 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 start let's start bringing out the, the ticker tape parade because we mm-hmm. may be witnessing you know one of the you know Khabib 2.0 at this point if we got a guy who can just you know decapitate people, um, so we'll see. That was UFC 253. Uh, good event. Uh, our picks were not great um, across the board. I had one more loss because I had uh, a Eubanks winning, uh, but we were we weren't uh, we weren't 
we didn't win anybody money uh, a couple weeks no. ago. So <laughs> that was UFC 253. Um, there has been a Bellator event. Uh, we had the main event of, uh, of Derek Anderson, Paul Daly fall through the day before the fight at the weigh-in. Um, Paul Daly, as a result, now is basically saying he's going to have a catch weight, 175-pound fight to uh, wrap his career up. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm a huge Paul Daly fan. I'm not sure exactly where you fall on his uh, fandom radar, I guess I would say. He, you know, a lot of people don't like him for some of the antics mm-hmm. he had in the wall in the UFC. Um, he's one of my favorite fighters. I, I've, I've, I, one of the guys that I would pay money every single time he ever steps in the cage to go watch. Um, I've been lucky enough to see him fight a handful of times in person. Um, I, I think he's, I think he's one of the best warriors we've ever had. I think he's one of the most violent fighters we've ever had. And, uh, <coughs> you know, I think he's a little old school, kind of a old school British guy where mm-hmm. he lacked some of the, uh, he lacked some of the wrestling, but my God, man, his, uh, his punches and his hooks are, uh, Pound yeah. for pound, I I don't think there's many people that are, that throw a stronger punch than him. So I'd be curious to see who he does in his in his quote unquote retirement fight. We know how that goes as well. Um, but uh, it'd be interesting to see. I don't I don't I feel like it would be a little bit of a disservice to give him just a, a can somebody that he can just squash on the way out the door. Um, I feel like uh, no, I don't think he should fight Lima or Musasti or anything like that either. But um, you know, I don't know. Maybe a rematch with MVP. I know their first fight wasn't wasn't good, but mm. you know that might be a, a fight that uh, would get Daily hyped up. Uh, we know MVP has no problem doing catchweight fights, and at some point MVP's got to. Uh, yeah, it's got to be something that that's gonna. You know, he's got to have something with some meat on it. He can't. He yeah, can't yeah. I, I I know he's fighting a decent fighter uh, in Houston. Uh, uh, I forget his first name. Last name's Houston. He's fighting this weekend at uh, Bellator Paris. First uh, huge MMA event in, in the country of France. Um, so we'll see how MVP gets out of that. The, his opponent is 8-0 and was a Cage Warriors champion. So uh, so it's not a it's not a can, per se. He's not real f- uh, familiar to the North American crowd, um, other than the, the diehard Cage Warrior Fight Pass fans. But, um, you know, I that something like that. I don't know, but... You know, I'd, I'd have to go through the thing with Paul Daly, but there's uh, certainly some fights that that would be good. Uh, I, I'm sad to see him retire, but um, I mean, whatever happened, well. yeah, whatever happened must have been something that that may, maybe hit him. That's like I can't put my body through this anymore. So, you know, I mean, it's good to him that he's acknowledging it and and, and starting a plan. I like, I mean, uh, entertaining fights, like you said. I've, I've I never had anything. Uh, and I was never displeased with any of, of any of his fights. The one time I interviewed him, I think when I was uh, I was uh, at uh, one of the Bellators up here in the, the it was for the when uh, Saad had to step in last minute to fight him. Um, you know, I, I interviewed him there, and, and he was cool. You know, nice nice enough guy. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's definitely one of those things that it's just like you know, um, he just it's it's time, and, and he's got to. <clears throat> he knows when it's time to move on, so it's good for good for him for acknowledging it and not, not pushing it too far past. You know, we yeah, don't want to see guys won't go out on that whole go out on my shield thing is not that cool anymore. No, it sounds cool. It's not great in the end. The other thing is he's also worked on television for Bellator for some of their European events. So perhaps maybe there's something going on behind the scenes with Bellator wanting to really expand the European European project or their uh, yeah the European project basically. Mm. Um, so maybe they got something worked out with him where he's going to be like a color man or, or, uh, you know, kind of be the Chael Sonnen quote unquote of how, how they use him yeah. in Bellator, uh, to kind of be the, the studio guy or the, mm-hmm. you know, the fight expert basically. Along yeah. with, uh, with, with when they Davies. do the Euro series. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that makes all, that makes all sense. So hopefully that's the case. Best wishes daily. Hope they give him a great fight to uh, move on. Um, like I said, again, there's Bellator Paris this weekend. Um, that is on CBS sports network. Uh, I think it's like 1130 Eastern time, uh, give or take an hour. Uh, check your schedule for that. But this will be live. Um, uh, only the second Bellator event ever live for, for the whole world to see. Um, so uh, CBS Sports Network on Saturday morning, that's Bellator. Um, UFC this uh, Saturday, uh, get a nice main event. Uh, Corey Sandhagen, uh, Marlon Marais, uh you know, Marais, the always, you know, just 
Savage, uh, really coming off a win off uh, over Jose Aldo at, at UFC 245. Um, obviously, he had his title fight lost to Cejudo before that. Uh, but, uh, you know, he steps in, like I said, fighting after beating Aldo, who was given a title fight after Marias beat him, um, to fight Sandhagen, who's uh, coming off of a, a tough loss to uh, uh, Asia, uh, Aljamain Sterling, uh, in, in what was essentially kind of touted as a, a number one contender fight. So I'm not sure how you see this one unfolding. I, uh, I personally uh, am shocked that Sandhagen's actually, I believe, is the betting favorite. Uh, I would have never is guessed he? that. That's what I heard. Um, let me I'll see if I can up pull right it now. up. But uh, I saw people online uh, saying, hey, get your money on, on Marlon while he's an underdog right now. Um, yeah, because Marlon for me is that's I I never not pick Marlon. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I'm not sure how he wins this fight. Um, usually, he wins with his leg kicks and is just constant, constant mm-hmm. action. So, um, you know, Sandhagen is kind of a taller, lanky fighter. So, if he's able to work those kicks, it, it could be quite effective. Um, I, I think Marias wins a five round fight probably by stoppage. Um, oh yeah, he's plus one fifteen underdog. Yeah, see, that's why it's almost like there's something there that that we're not aware of or something. But uh, I I don't know if these neither of them I'm aware of coming off an injury. Um, You know, he hasn't fought in a while. We go back to last. Uh, Yeah, I don't don't know if the uh, it's the math that these odds makers use to give some of the odds to some of these people. But I just uh, yeah, that's odd to me. But hey, I mean, Marlon definitely. You know, he's uh, he's 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 former champion of his own right and uh you know yeah i don't see him i i I might have to i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna gamble this weekend but now i might (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i I think it's weird i mean i don't uh again i don't i don't really you know sandhagen again is is a great fighter 12 and 2 um had a lot of hype going into his last fight Mm -hmm. uh before asia uh put him down i i I, yeah, again, weird odds are weird. Um, I don't tell people to put their money down, but if I was going to, like you said, if I was going to bet, it would be on Marias. So interesting yeah. to see how this unfolds. Um, 13 fight fight card. Um, some other names on the card, Barboza, uh, Ben Rothwell, uh, to name a few. Um, I, this is, uh, this is week two of the five week stint out there at, uh, at fight Island. So, uh, be interesting to see how this unfolds. One of the other UFC notes that we had, not really UFC notes, but uh, I'm assuming you caught the uh, back and forth between Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor about. Oh uh, yeah. For the, uh, the charity event. Yeah. Yeah. So basically to catch people up, you know, everybody's calling everybody out nowadays. Uh, McGregor finally just kind of said, Hey, Dustin, why don't we do a charity event, quote unquote, exhibition? I think we know what that all meant, but uh, uh, charity event, uh, I think it was December 12th in, in Ireland. Uh, and and, uh, and uh, Connor said he would donate uh, half a million dollars just up front to, uh, to uh, Dustin's uh, charity. Uh, and there was a little bit of back and forth and, uh, mm-hmm. Dustin initially asked for boxing and Connor said, no, this is MMA. And then again, quote unquote exhibition, um, which is, would be a way to get around their contracts. I suppose if you could, yeah. it would be an exhibition. And then, which is one- cool to see two guys ready to fight. And then uh, I, I don't know, like, it's almost like, like the UFC didn't want to be left out. And now it looks like the UFC wants to make it. I didn't, again, there's an interview from the UFC, uh, I forget the name of the outlet that Farah Hanun uh, interviewed Dana White for, but he said that the fight is like uh, two th- or three, four, two thirds of the way done, or three, some some weird fraction that he used. That they almost had the fight ready to to get booked, and it's just like, well, why didn't you just book it before? Why did it take the two of them publicly negotiating on Twitter for a charity thing that would have left you complete? It's because you know, I guess because they they don't want to lose that payday because. Connor against you or me is, you know, going to draw millions. You know what I mean? So it's, it's like, it's literally like, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I, uh, if it happens, it's going to be a 2021 fight when, when they can get fans into something. 
That's what I'm thinking. I, I mean, I've we've said I, I think we've both kind of agreed since day one of this pandemic that the odds of seeing Conor McGregor fight in an empty arena is pretty slim. We're uh, we're seven months, give or take, into this now, and there's he hasn't he doesn't have a fight lined up yet. Uh, there was some rumors possibly about December 12th now with Burns and um, Usman getting postponed due to Usman apparently not being ready. Whatever, I don't know exactly what that entails yeah. hopefully it's not an injury or any any kind of anything major hopefully it's just a minor setback that he had but um i thought that was a little odd for about not scheduled till december 12th to already postpone it um i mean I, again unless there was something behind the scenes that was a little worse but um, i honestly think it just it, it could just be logistic stuff with planning their next the the the, the end the end of the year because we usually get the we usually get coordinate quarterly announcements of events you know like like if we weren't in a pandemic during international fight week which is that first week of july we would have seen the, the you know what we had to look forward to you know by this time of year next month is usually when they come to my neck of the woods for the garden none of that is happening so i think we're just going to get these uh these little tidbits of of big events but they have to you know throw them all together 254 has six fights on the main card when they showed it during the broadcast uh, last Saturday during the uh, World War Z Fest that happened at uh, Abu Dhabi, but um, you know that I'm I'm just wondering if 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 in trying to keep you know their ESPN sub- subscriptions and all that stuff you know uh, circulating, I'm wondering if if they're overbooking now with who's available and logistics and travel and stuff like that uh i don't know i mean uh, i i know they're they're staying in fight island longer than they should have or than they wanted to but uh i mean it's the best place for them to put fights together but then it's like you got you still have guys here in the states so i'm wondering like if usman and, and i know burns is in florida if usman and burns are in florida or burns i think was their corner in somebody so it's like maybe it's just like the with quarantining and everything like that maybe they're just trying to plan ahead and keeps keep some title fights in on deck for future pay-per-views. Yeah. I mean, I just, I feel like we're, well, there's gotta be a million fighters that we're forgetting on a daily basis. Cause I feel like we're seeing the same guys booked over and over <laughs> again. You know um, I mean, I, we, we see Leon Edwards in the news. You see uh wonder boy. Uh, I mean, that's two guys right there. Um, it, it just seems like we're getting really, it's a weird, it's a weird case where, I mean, I feel like one day we're going to wake up and go, holy shit, I forgot about that guy. You know, he hasn't fought in a year and hasn't been talked about. And, you know, I don't know who that's going to be, but it, it just seems like that that these some of these fights can be made. I mean, you talk about a UFC fight card every weekend, and I, I we mm-hmm. all love it, okay? We, we all like it. What we don't like necessarily is a 15-fight watered-down fight card. That's what I don't like. I don't want to. I watch UFC to watch UFC. I don't watch UFC to watch King of the Cage. So that's what I. That's what some of us complain about. It's not so much that there's fights. It's that in a time, you know, right now it's fairly cheap to watch the UFC. (laughs) I gotta be careful how I say that. But you know, it's not. It's not. (laughs) A lot of the events are on free, free, quote unquote, free with the or the cheap ESPN Plus. Obviously, there's a pay per view. I just I feel like everything's kind of I might, being pushed. Dis- I might disappear, but if I come, you know, yeah, just just keep talking. If I if I disappear, yeah. uh, I feel like the uh, I feel like a lot of these guys are being held back. I feel yeah. like that's why we're not necessarily getting stacked cards right now, is because the UFC doesn't want to all of a sudden get an alert that February twenty third we can start having people in this arenas and they've already booked all their other guys. All their guys just just fought in December, fought in November. Now all of a sudden oh. they don't have anybody. You, we were commenting on this just before we started recording. Oh, Paul. Duxton, Leon Edwards, yeah. yeah Paul. CB Daka, CD Baca, sorry, with the, uh, with the, uh, we were going to talk about that eventually, but, uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Leon Edwards is out there. He hasn't fought in a year, uh, calling everybody out. Uh, is Ariel Hawani his manager? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how he thinks he's going to nest. There's no real easy way to say it. I don't think many people know Leon Edwards. I mean, I, we all know a lot of people who watch his fights. If yeah, I ask, but... if I ask the average person who watches fights with me, who Leon Edwards is, most of them wouldn't know. A lot of his fights how... were on the, the late night or early morning fight pass <laughs> crud coming up. Isn't he? I mean, I I'm, I'm pretty sure this is how 
my buddy Jeff and his brother Rich know Leon Edwards because isn't he the one that that mid interview George Masvidal went and and slapped slapped around backstage? Like, yeah, like, that's how that's, that's, how they that's know his him. claim to fame. Yeah, yeah. So. no, I know, I, and it's not completely his fault. Um, like I said, a lot of his fights that seemed like coming up were on you know on, on some of the European uh, fight pass events and. And and maybe I'm wrong. I'd have to look back his record, but he just doesn't. He, and he doesn't. I, I think Chael uh, commented uh, a little while back, and I don't remember if he was talking about Edwards or not. It was somebody else who was calling people out, and they're calling out retired people. And Chael just goes, "Hey, man, you gotta you gotta make a name for yourself. You're you're just a you're just a silhouette on the UFC. You know, you're just <laughs> yeah, a silhouette yeah. on their fight card at this point. People, yeah. you got you got people got to be able to recognize you. And and uh, I mean. I know Leon Edwards. You do. If he walked by me at the airport on Thursday, I don't think I'd recognize him. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just being honest. If, if Masvidal walks by me, if Wonderboy walks by me, if Anthony Pettis walks by me, if you know Marlon Marais walks by me, I recognize him instantly. If Leon Edwards walked by me, I don't think I'd recognize him. And and I to me that that's a big big thing when you're trying to call people out uh, ahead of you in the rankings, uh, especially when a lot of them are booked and stuff. I mean. You know, uh, the Masvidal ship has sailed. Masvidal's got Masvidal can fight anybody he wants right now and be one of the top draws in the UFC. You know, Edwards has a better record. Edwards is probably a better fighter. Uh, you know, but but what has Masvidal done? He's talked the game. He's called out the people he had to call out. He broke uh, a knockout record when he knocked out Ben he, Askren. He, he he did something spectacular in the cage. He just yeah. didn't grind out a decision win. Um. Stuff like that, I mean, is is big. So I don't know. I don't know who I'd like to see I, him fight. I, I, I have to say too that he he did he did pretty well when he came in last minute uh, for that welterweight title fight. You know, I mean that was a, that was one of the that was one of the things where where folks got to see, um, you know, uh, um, a, a a huge event with no fans in an arena, and you know they did great. They still did good business, pay per view wise, viewership wise, social, and all that stuff. So, um, you know, Masvidal, uh, is a good fighter too. He's been in the game for a long time. So, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm impressed with his, uh, his focus when it comes to, you know, that short amount of time. I mean, he was eating pizzas and stuff, and he still made weight and everything. I mean, they got the guy's definitely more. I, I sometimes I think his, his shtick takes away from the level of martial artist he is. No, he's an OG. I mean, yeah. Masvidal's been around a long time. I mean, dude's got a grip of fights. Um, I, I he put himself in that position to be there for that title fight, though. Like you said, with his talk, with he knew who to call out. He knew the right guys to call out. Mm-hmm. Um, he knew his voice would be heard when he called some of them out. He had that huge knockout win over, um, over, over Askren. And what did he do? He basically called out Nate Diaz from the cage with Diaz cage side. I believe, I believe Nate Diaz called him out, called him out, but there was, but there was a, but there was a, a a budding of heads, right? It was created at that moment. This wasn't, you know, he didn't miss the opportunity. You know, I don't remember the exact post fight speech, but talking about that, but uh, did you see that video? Nate Diaz was trying to get that rematch for 2021. He kind of cut together a small promo video. I didn't uh, see it. He wants to fight Masvidal again. Yeah, but like he wants to have the BMF rematch, and um, I mean, it looked like it had some steam behind it, but then, you know, nothing else ever came of it. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, there's so many other fights. Uh, that one just seems like it would be one to just kind of be a wash. That I don't really, I, I don't feel like the first one was really competitive. Um, somebody might argue, but to me, it really wasn't. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a it's uh I hate using the word casual, but it's 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 uh what would draw the casuals in and, and and boost up a lot of numbers because uh you know when uh when now Masvidal's on that level of uh when Nate or Masvidal any of those guys Connor you know that draws in the places that fill up the bars and stuff those are the places that uh, those are the fights that make the most money. Um, I feel like Masvidal has basically taken Diaz's spot on the pecking order of UFC money making, matchmaking. You know, uh, that that level where he's at. I feel I I feel like Masvidal at his 
good point is what Diaz fans thought that Nate Diaz could eventually get to in a sense. Um, I, I think Diaz, again, he's got his fan base. All these guys got their heavy fan bases. Yeah. Diaz to me just burns. I get tired of hearing him talk, 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 talk without fighting. Um, there's so many good fights out there. There's uh, a question from Jake. I don't know who he's talking about. TJ who? T- Dillashaw. Oh, Dillashaw. Oh. Uh, oh. I think I think when Dillashaw comes back, I think he'll end up being a top contender. Uh, I would not be shocked if he ends up getting his uh, his title back. Uh, Jan will obviously be a hell of a, a competitor. Uh, when Dillashaw was on his game, uh, as Jake. Jake, Jake, first event I ever took Jake to was UFC 173. <laughs> so uh, that would be why he's asking about, uh, or I'm, mm. uh, yeah, 173 when uh, when Dillashaw beat Henan Burrell, uh in the upset of the one of the upsets of the century, really in MMA. So uh, I don't know. I think Dillashaw, well, right off the bat, I think almost everybody does steroids mm. or some kind of PED. So I don't. <laughs> I, I don't feel like he's going to have some huge drop off in his uh, in his skill level. Um, I think he'll be right there. Uh, it is it has been a long break. It seems like it's going on a long time. Uh, I'm not exactly sure when his suspension ended. Is it already ended, or if it's, he got he fought in January? It was January of 18 uh, when he fought Cejudo and and then suffered the suspension. So uh, we're like two coming up on three years into that. He's got to be due back uh, fairly soon here. Uh, but I think he'll be a heavy uh, competitor. I also see Paul did a little bit of my research for me and confirms that Edwards hasn't fought on a U.S. card. Other than his last fight against uh, uh, RDA, he hasn't fought on on a U.S. card since 2015. So, I mean, we're talking five, you know, potentially six years, depending on uh, when those kind of hit during the calendar year. But, uh, yeah, I just don't think he's super familiar to the the fans. But I don't know, man. There's a lot going on. Uh, we talked earlier about me finally get, uh, getting on the road, uh, doing it as safe as possible. Not gonna. Not, yeah, not you're playing. going to. You're going to the bare knuckle thing that we had Joey Beltron on for, right? Yeah, had Joey Beltron on last week, the world heavyweight uh, BKFC champion. Um, yeah, I'm getting on a flight, going to a social distanced event. Uh, fans are uh, separated. I bought a table next to the ring. So I will be right front and center uh, with plenty of room for me to stretch out and, uh, and, and enjoy the just bleed world of bare knuckle fighting. Um, I don't know what to expect. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I look forward to it. I never thought I'd be going in 2020 to the middle of nowhere, Kansas to go to a, to a, to go to an event. Uh, I, I got, I'd gotten used to MSG and, and uh, you know Vegas and, and Staples, Staples Center and, 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 and yeah. yeah, all the bigger cities. Uh, I'm excited though. I'm excited to get kind of out into the middle of the country, uh, see how some of the rest of the country is is dealing with what's going on right now. Um, get out of California and uh, <laughs> and and just uh, you know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be happy as can be, man. Just hearing you know the bell ring for a fight going on in front of me, and uh, you know I. The the card's pretty good. I'm not super up on all the guys. Uh, I know David Rickles uh, from Bellator fame. The caveman is making his uh, bare knuckle debut. Uh, mm-hmm. He's from the Wichita area, so he's fighting uh, Sam Shoemaker, the hillbilly hammer, uh, who most will remember uh, one of the big. Uh, where's the big red, white, and blue American sh- uh, flag shorts? Uh, got a uh, got kind of famous. He fought BKFC one and had the big one punch knockout of Eric Prindle. Uh, and, and he's got the look, you know, he's the full beard, uh, just, uh, you know, I don't know how, how to say it. He, 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 he looks like a Midwest bare knuckle fighter. So I mean, the, the card they give me, it looks like a cartoon show of, of characters. So, uh, man, I, I'm that's, super that's excited. That's a pay-per-view through the app, right? They have, uh, he said that was through the, through the, uh, bear BKFC app. Yes. He is through the BKFC yeah. app. Um, I downloaded it a couple weeks ago. I initially subscribed. They wanted five ninety nine. Uh, after hearing Joey, I went back on, and he is correct. If you uh, if you subscribe to the Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship uh, on their app now, it is only three ninety nine a month. Uh, they claim that will never change. There is a one time nine ninety nine setup fee, is what they say. So they yes, kind of get. She's going to Paige Van Zandt yeah. is still going to be UFC. Yeah, Paul, she's uh, she's signed. I don't know if she, she's not fighting at the event this weekend. Uh, I don't know if she'll be there or not. I know her and her husband uh, had COVID a couple weeks back. Uh, I believe they're fully recovered now. Uh, but I don't know. 
again, I, I don't know. I don't really know what to expect. I have no idea. This is the first event. Should of be a good time. bit of fun. Oh, I think it's going to be a blast. I, I don't know. Uh, uh, taking a former employee of mine who now lives in uh, Wichita, uh, hit him up, and uh, I don't know what he's going to think. Uh, I did take him to an event down in Tijuana uh, in the early uh, in the early days of, of San Diego, Southern California MMA. But uh, I don't know if he realizes what he's getting into with the violence that, that could take place. I don't know. I'm giddy happy just to be able to do something again, like playing it safe. <laughs> oh, I'm stoked. Um, you know, you know, man, you sit around. You, I'm able to go to work still. You're, you know, you, we've been locked into this stuff. We had gotten a routine together. Uh, me as, as the fan more, you as obviously doing the media stuff. We'd gotten a routine where it wasn't like you wouldn't let six weeks go without you yeah. getting, on a, getting on a train or getting on a plane or going somewhere yeah. to kind of, you know, do this. You know, we do this because we're passionate about it, you know, and uh, passionate about just the entertainment that comes with it. So. Again, uh, I'm pumped. I hope to have a ton of pictures. Uh, and uh, man, I I don't know what to say. I, I just I just think uh, fans should check it out, you know. And and uh, they all twelve of their cards up until this one have been entertaining as hell. Again, it's not for the squeamish. Uh, I get it if people aren't into it, but uh, man, it, to me, I feel like I'm kind of going to an early UFC day where I, I had these feelings where like you don't know what's going to happen. And that, that is exciting for me because a lot of the MMA had become cookie cutter um, and you kind of knew what you were going to get. Every once in a while you were surprised with the Masvidal flying knee, stuff like that, which is just absolutely spectacular. But the idea of kind of going to a, uh, you know, Tony's Pizza Event Center in the middle of uh, Salina, Kansas to, to watch an event definitely uh, definitely sounds entertaining. And again, for me, uh, Joy Beltran's a long time. Uh, OG out here on the Southern California mm-hmm. West Coast, uh, so you know, friend of the uh, podcast, so friend of the podcast, just you know, uh, local fighter. I have a bunch of uh, people, a couple mutual friends. So, wish him the best um, in his fight with Marcel Stamps. Uh, that is, uh, let me give you a time for that. So that's Saturday night, uh, eight o'clock Eastern time, I believe. It might be nine o'clock Eastern. I wish I could be a little more stand on that, but uh, yeah, definitely check it out. Uh, Bare knuckle dot uh, TV uh, or BKTV app. Uh, it's on Apple uh, on Apple TV. Uh, works great through through all the streaming stuff. So certainly uh, support them if it's especially if it's only three ninety nine. So I don't know, but again, uh, as you can tell, you know I'm excited for that. Ed, uh, anything else you want to throw in this week? Anything else? Anything else I missed or we missed? Uh, not that I can think of. I, I know uh, as far as states opening up, I mean, you said you're going to Kansas. Uh, Florida's obviously kind of uh, already doing socially distanced events with fans. And uh, Nolan, who's been on the podcast, put out an article over at MMA Junkie that Texas is soon, will soon be on that list. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, – I know Dana White kind of wrote, wrote off uh, fan uh, fans at events because of uh, just the uh, – the you know keeping the ball rolling um but maybe that'll change if uh if things uh get better as the year closes out but i mean oh what a rough one i mean uh it's good that that folks can go do something though because it's it's, uh it's uh you know i i prefer to see the fights you know regulated in the cage and not in the streets and all the other stuff we've been seeing so yeah, I mean that's that's really one of the cool things about that's unfolded out of this pandemic, uh, as far as MMA is 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 how resilient a lot of these promoters have been. Um, for the most part, you know, every a lot of people have been able to collect paychecks when uh, mm-hmm. when you wouldn't have really thought it. One more thing, we have got a couple more minutes here. Uh, I did see notes on PFL. Um, I know you have a pretty good relationship with them. Uh, they've got some ups and downs right now. I know today they signed a bunch of guys. Uh, Caesar Fajeda, uh, some some other yeah. uh, uh, Marlin or uh, Shaman uh, Marais. Um, it's funny how that news came out when Lance Palmer said him and a bunch of other fighters were going to file suit. You know, yeah. I, I, it's just it's just I mean, and again, we were talking about this at the beginning of the pandemic. The PFL they could have gone like everyone else has been gone. They could have gone, especially with their season format when it starts. You know, uh, end of May, beginning of June. You could have done a, a shorter season. I mean, look at uh, other season sports that they're, that they're supposed to be emulating. We're seeing baseball. We're seeing NBA. We're seeing uh, uh, football back on now. They could have gone, 
especially with the bubble that the bubble idea that's uh, in effect for you know especially in combat sports has has actually shown to be the most forward moving sport during this whole thing the fact that they didn't go i mean i would say that uh i wouldn't be surprised i mean a lot of them uh, Kayla Harrison voiced her frustration at the beginning. Like this was in this was in March, April. She did the inter- interview with ESPN. Brett Akimoto and then Lance Palmer, uh, Brendan Lawfane, who's just signed with them to jump on board for it. You know what I mean? That thousand dollar a month stipend that they were getting. That's you know a thousand dollars a month, depending on where you live. But if you're out here in Jersey, a thousand dollars a month, you're lucky you you get a roof over your head with that. Yeah. No, that's not going to cut it. Um, I, I yeah, it, to me it just seems like they could really save face if they just let these guys go. I mean, the, the way PFL is created, it's the tournament format. You really are creating your own stars. Uh, Palmer, we already knew of, he's not the most, Mm. uh, most fans don't necessarily cheer for his style. He's kind of been, uh, he's kind of a blanket. Yeah. I mean, Um, he's he's a a good guy. He's a good fighter. Yeah. Yeah, No, no, it's successful. He wins. He's gotten better. He's won back-to-back championships. He has gotten better. Um, but I don't see where Bell or I, I'm some Bellator. I don't see where PFL would lose just going, Hey dude, just go. You mm-hmm. had you great run here. Um, you want to go fight in Bellator? You want to go fight in the UFC? Go do it. What, I mean, what does it really hurt? The, the Bell Bellator is just going to create another. They could have even said, uh, go fight, PFL. do one off, do a one off while we're on pause. And come, <laughs> as long as you come back, you know what I mean? They, they could have done something like that. I mean, that during a, during a freaking worldwide pandemic, you would think they they would give some some sort of uh, outs for these fighters instead of having them sit home, you know. I mean, I know rest is good for the body, but you know that's me as an old head talking about you know how my body feels. These guys, all they want to do is fight. You know what I mean? Like like Kayla Harrison, her interview, I remember it like it was yesterday because she just flat out said, "Listen, I'm not getting good if I'm sitting around. If I'm you know, I want to be the best fighter in the world, and I can't do that if I'm not fighting." And you know, a lot of these guys, those that choose the the fighting life, a lot of them have that mentality, and it's just uh, you know, it's not cool. It's not cool. I, I think it's a bad move. I know that the um, I don't know how their her, their funding is going to be because of it. Their broadcast deal with uh, PFL was supposed to be, I think it was two years. They had the one year, and this was the second year for ESPN. So who knows if ESPN is even going to bother to remember them? Like, do we need? Do we really need to bring you back? We have enough MMA with the UFC going once every week, or sometimes twice a week with the Contender Series and Ultimate Fighter and all the other stuff. They're bringing ESPN Plus. I mean, you know. Yeah, and they don't. They don't even have enough broadcast time to get UFCs to start on time. I mean, as you were stating earlier, you had the football. The football games go along, and and the UFC suffers. You know, by they moved it to ESPN News or whatever. But anybody DVRing or anything loses out on that so yeah uh, yeah it seems like the, their their content is you know uh, while it wasn't long ago we were watching cornhole and you know marble racing now uh now it seems like they they really don't have a lot of marble, racing. marble racing hey that got yeah. me through an afternoon yeah. you know? <laughs> but uh you know yeah i I don't know. I to me, it seems like it would make sense for PFL just to let the guys that want to leave leave. It doesn't it, there. And uh, but the other thing that's weird is it, it always we've always not known where PFL stands or as far as what's their connection to the UFC. You would think if they had a good relationship with UFC, the UFC would book some of these guys. I think it's just, Ali. Uh, and yeah. That might be it. So maybe yeah. that's the only connection. You know, um, but it, it's, it's a big the, connection because a lot of the big. fighters are under Ali and both you know both organizations. Yeah. That's true. I just yeah. it feels like it's a missed opportunity. You said one off fight would have been a perfect opportunity for PFL to go hell. Let's let's do it. Let's do a co promotion with Bellator. Let's do our yeah. champ versus their champ. Heck, if our champ loses, we'll just let him go. What does it hurt yeah, us? Yeah, it's seasonal anyway. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, do they really want Palmer back? I mean, if we're being honest about it, like he's their two time champion, but he's not their ratings getter. Again, not to. He's done it right, man. He made he's made more money than ninety nine point nine percent of MMA fighters in the last couple of years. But yeah. he's not. Nobody's tuning in oh. to watch him fight. So real quick, uh, Jake's asking a question. We're gonna do that uh, not next week. The week the week of we'll be we'll be doing predictions. Uh, we we're probably gonna have a lot to talk about. So we're saving that one, Jake. Yeah, we'll save that. Maybe we'll even do a Friday night show and have some beers or something and and, and go through that one. But um, yeah, and anything can happen. 
you know, this far it's out. Big so. card. It's a big card. Six six fight main card. So and uh, who knows what's on the prelims. So yeah, it's definitely one that's going to take up a lot of time. So we're just going to save that for uh, the week of. Yep. So uh, so MMA fans got their or fight fans got their fill this weekend. You got uh, Bellator Saturday morning, BKFC and UFC Saturday night. Uh, plenty of action. Um, fans can follow us at Combat Hour on Twitter, Coast to Coast Combat Hour on Instagram. Check us out at allaccessmma.com. Follow me, Matthew Hawkins, at MMAHawk21 on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Ed at Carbazal on Twitter, Carbeerzal on Instagram, and Old Head Carb on Twitch. <laughs> uh, man, I'll. Uh, Play Dead by Daylight on there if you anybody in the <laughs> Halloween mood. <laughs> yeah, so check out it on twitch you can also watch the podcast through his twitch stream um again thanks to everybody that listens uh i look forward to getting away this week and letting you all know about the bkfc experience next week ed hang in there brother and uh, i'll talk to you over the weekend will do peace Hey guys, Ed here, East Coast side of the Coast to Coast Combat Hour podcast. If you like what we're doing, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, if you'd like to help us out and donate, uh, the support links are in any of the uh, podcast descriptions and in some the links are also provided on our YouTube channel, The Blogboard Jungle. Um, thanks again for listening. And if you give us some support, we'll give you a shout out on the podcast, maybe... Uh, bring you on for a UFC pay-per-view breakdown or two. Thanks again.